0: What's up everybody? I'm back for a new episode. I don't know if this is going to be a regular thing. I think I'm just going to record and upload when I feel like it. I'm going to forget having a schedule. It doesn't work for me, obviously, because I think the last thing that I put out was like, I don't even know. And I swore I was like, no, I'm gonna be on it. But that just doesn't work for me. So I feel like I'm gonna just record and post as I please. And maybe like, Surprise, you guys. Fuck a schedule, am I right? Okay, so I wanted to start this episode um, with really good news. If you are already following me on Instagram, which I feel like is the only way you would even know about this podcast. um, So if you are following me on Instagram, you know that Belle Beauty Boutique is getting a brand new space. I am now a property owner, and I will be paying rent to myself, so yay, round of applause, self-love, yay. Um, So yeah, so it's really exciting. I'm going to have a new office space. It's got five suites inside of it. Um, I'm planning for big changes with Belle Beauty Boutique, but keeping it that same really awesome cozy feel, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. I don't want to give away too much because this is still kind of mine, but When the time comes to share, I will share. My cat is rubbing up against my laptop right now, so if you hear anything in the background, it's just Ellie Cat being a babe. So, um, what sparked my interest in even recording another podcast was that when I was making my post on Instagram, and i was just kind of writing from the heart i brought up how old bosses in the past had treated me in this industry and a lot of what i went through is a lot of what other cosmetologists that i've spoken to have gone through in this industry especially in the salon environment and i mean i've been thinking about doing an episode about this for a really long time and a lot of people have been waiting for it cuz they want to know the tea and without giving away too much i'm going to be discreet on things but I'm going to talk about my two and a half years working at the salon that was my last salon prior to working at the lash studio. Um, And the lash studio was prior to me going solo. So I believe the year is 2015. I believe that this is like July of 2015. It's like the summertime. And a cosmetologist friend of mine I, or I think I reached out to her and, no, I think I got my hair done with her at this salon and um, she was like, hey, we're hiring, like, you should totally, like, you know, you should go for a job here because I was going to go to cosmetology school in the fall and I was like, wow, it would be a really good idea to just be in a salon while I'm in school even if all I could do was like sweep up hair just to have my foot in the door so I um you know I sent in an application I talked to the the manager I think at the time and I hadn't even like talked to the owners yet but I talked to the manager and you know she scheduled me for an interview I came in for the interview she really liked me she hired me on the spot I was so excited I was like so giddy I couldn't believe it the salon was gorgeous it had all of the 2015 feels like you know, you know, rose gold type of feels. It wasn't rose gold in there. I'm trying to be discreet, but yeah, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. It was 2015 feels. The salon's aesthetic was just super cute and I wanted to work there so bad. So I got hired and literally my life was like, I was on a cloud. I was so happy. And, um, I believe I met the owners, um, two sisters. I had met each of them and everything was really nice. They seemed really sweet. And I believe it was like my first week of working. So I, I worked for a full week. And I was doing things like washing hair and sweeping the floors and learning how to do the laundry and all of that stuff and getting to know some of my coworkers And it was really great. I was feeling like I was thriving. The clients seemed to love me. Um, I would get tipped really well for shampooing. I'm a very personable person and I like to talk to people. I like making people feel good. So on this one day, the salon owner's mother came in and I will get into her later, respectfully, but she came in and she needed her hair washed. So of course I was the shampoo girl. So yeah, I'm going to wash your hair. So I bring her to the back and as I'm washing her hair, I'm just trying to get to know her. You know, I'm like, I'm a very good person. Like I can read when people are trying to relax and everything. Um, but she was like the salon owner's mother. So I was assuming like she might want to get to know the people that work at the salon. So I remember asking her some questions and just talking to her and telling her, yeah, I'm new. She actually asked me, she was like, oh, are you new here? And I was like, yeah, I just started. I'm really happy to be here. Like we didn't talk that much. And then like I let her relax because I know how to read a room. So I was like, okay, she seems like she's trying to chill. So I let her chill. Done. Okay. It was cool. Um, Walked her to the front. That was the end of that moment. A couple days later... I get called into the office, and I'm thinking, like, this is going to be, like, a performance review, like, you're doing great, whatever, no, it's the manager who's there, and the manager who hired me, and she's like, I need to speak with you, and I'm like, okay, like, what's going on, and she's like, honestly, the owners were going to fire you, and I was like, my heart sunk, like, I was, I think... 18 or 19 at the time. I think it was 19 at the time. Still a baby. Like, you're 19. You're not really anything yet. You're very new to the world. And for me, I put my heart and soul into my work. I don't ever half-ass a job. I was a supervisor at Party City, okay? Like, we don't half-ass anything. But it was very heartbreaking. I remember my heart falling into my gut at that moment because I just – it was just so unexpected. And I was like, why? She's like, well – She's like, I, you know, I vouched for you. I told them, like, no, 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 she's good. Like, we don't want her. um, We don't want to lose her. And to this day, that manager holds such a special place in my heart. She was phenomenal my entire experience working with her. Um, But she explained to me that the owner's mother thought that I was, quote, annoying. She said, I think we should fire her. She's annoying. Like, quote, unquote. And I just, again, sunk deeper because a trigger for me for a really long time, and everyone's got these trigger words, right? But for me, annoying has always been a word that really slams me. I've been called annoying for many years by many people, by bullies, by people that I love, by my family, by boyfriends, and it just is a triggering word for me because I am a high energetic person, I have a lot of personality, and it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I still try to accommodate everybody. And for years I've been called annoying and that was like people's reasons for not liking me. Well, she's annoying when I was just like high energy and I realized now being an adult that like it's okay that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. I'm not annoying. I'm just not your cup of tea. But annoying to me is a very insulting word. So being 19, just getting out of high school, having dealt with people that did bully me during that time and that word being such a trigger Hearing that I was going to lose my dream job because not even any of the owners or the managers, but the mother of these owners who I spent maybe five minutes with thought it was annoying and thought that that was grounds to fire me absolutely broke my heart. I was about to start crying and she was like no she's like don't be upset like I talked to them I told them like just give her some time like she's really good and I'm like I just don't know like what I'm supposed to do now she's like honestly I'm sorry if I just tapped the microphone she's like honestly you're not doing anything wrong like just keep doing what you're doing you know she's just not everyone's um or like not everyone is her cup of tea so to speak and just like move on from this I don't want you to like get in your head about it whatever So from that point on, obviously, I felt some kind of way. I think in that moment, I decided, like, I can't completely be myself here. I have to kind of tone it down and refine it, Um, which I don't recommend anybody do. I'm sorry, but if your job requires you to tone down any parts of yourself that you personally love, I don't think that that's the job for you. I'm, of course, for people having to do what they got to do to get their bag, but no, like, no, you're going to be somewhere for the majority of your lifetime, like a job. I mean, we're talking like 40 hours a week minimum. You better be able to enjoy yourself and be yourself. You you better not have to refine any piece of yourself just because somebody finds you annoying or obnoxious or whatever. I mean, Nobody that I worked with found that obnoxious. And I'm not, listen, like, I'm not saying, like, toxic traits go out there and be, like, cursing up a storm. Like, no, yeah, like, there's things, like, there's workplace professionalism. But I felt in that moment that I needed to kind of change who I was. I needed to be more, like, I don't know, like, preppy and polished versus the little bit of, like, I don't know. I'm from, like, a cultured town. Like, I'm, like, mad... I say mad a lot. I say dope. I say like, that's so poppin' or that shit is poppin'. And for me being in that environment where these owners were from a very uppity town, um, I kind of knew what type of people they were. So in turn, I felt like I needed to then be like changing the way that I spoke. And even after that that event had happened, I was told on multiple occasions, you know, speak softer, Megan, like slow down when you're speaking and speak softer. And it's like, for who? The clients loved me. The tips reflected that. So for who do you guys need me to put this show on for, you know? So nonetheless, I did. I would always come to work kind of like, um, I keep banging stuff. I hope this doesn't come up on the audio, but I would come to work and I would be... Refined. Um, I tried my best to not have bursts of energy, but you know, they would slip through because that was just me. Um, I would also not really tell people much about me. Like, I smoked a ton of weed at this time in my life. And I didn't tell like anybody that I smoked weed when I was there because I just felt like they were going to judge me. Um, Eventually, like there was a couple of people that I got comfortable with. But, you know, there was one part where I got my nipples pierced. And when I brought it up in a break room, somebody said to me, you know, I don't even remember who, but they just like looked at me and they were like, that's so trashy. And it's like, thank you. Like why even say this? Like this is why I'm not sharing things with anybody. Like and these things like stick with you, you know, like it's just like harsh words. Like why say things that are just hurtful to people? So I knew like I can't really be myself here. This is kind of like not the best, but I wanted to fit in so bad. And that was kind of a thing with me I noticed especially like like hindsight like even in high school I was always trying to fit into not just one group like I needed to fit into every group and maybe that's the Gemini in me none of it was fake until I got to this job because that shit was fake I really needed I really tried to like make myself seem like something else but I always tried to find ways like find common grounds with people and with groups like I can relate to you on this so like we can be friends you know and I don't think that that's a bad thing but it would become a bad thing when I would like overstretch it like if I, I didn't do this, but for example, if I wanted to hang out with like the skater kids, if I was like, yeah, you know, I totally like skateboard like five times a week. And like, I didn't skateboard, you know, like that's kind of how I felt like I was acting at this job, um, in front of the owners, at least like in front of my coworkers, I started to get a little bit more comfortable, but I'll be honest with you. There was very, there was a very small amount of relationships that I made at that place that even seemed genuine, um, Oh, my God, I just burped, and I turned away from the mic, so I hope that that's okay. This is me. I'm not editing this, guys. If you guys want podcasts out, I cannot be sitting here editing out every breath that I take and burp, and we're just going to vibe. We're just going to run with it. So... Um, I really, there is one person in particular that I maintained a friendship with after I left that salon, and there are probably two others that I maintained like, professional relationships with um, who have been nothing but supportive of me since, like, deciding to go independent, but everybody else, honestly, like, the fakest I've ever, like, experienced, and it was like, wow, like, you know, I really strived to make relationships with you people, And it was like for nothing because nobody gave a damn about me when I left. And that's why I blocked everybody. But we're fine, right? We're healed. We don't hold grudges anyways. (laughs) So so you guys get the deal though. You're you're seeing this picture that I'm painting. It's a very like beautiful place, but there's a lot of like cracks in there. It's like it takes a certain type of attitude to be able to work in this place. We're not going to accept everybody. Kind of like culty in that sense, Right. Um, The owners themselves, there was two of them. One of them really seemed to be on her... um, hmm. She presented herself as a very on top of it kind of a person. And the other one did not present herself this way. And she also wasn't like this, but kind of still... And she didn't demand that respect. But the one who was, quote, on top of that stuff would demand that respect for her sister even though like her sister proved time and time again that she really wasn't deserving of this respect that was demanded you know in terms of like we'll get into it hold on we'll get into it so the two of them were different one of them was always working in the salon and one of them was kind of like behind the scenes again like I'm using quotes because it was not consistent um the one who was behind the scenes was supposedly responsible for payroll but payroll at this place would go so far left. I mean, I was underpaid so many times, paychecks were late all the time, and there was never any accountability taken, and in meetings, when we would discuss this stuff, um, it would just be, like, an excuse, or, like, someone's going through a really hard time right now, and it's, like, what? Like, people need to get paid, like, this is absolutely ridiculous that you guys, like, they would come into the salon with, like, thousand dollar bags and shoes, and then tell us, the people that are working for them and their business, that payroll was late, because, The payroll company was late. The payroll company is not late. You guys put the payroll in late. Like just admit that and we'll have some respect for you, but you're lying to us. So when things like that started falling through the cracks, I kind of started seeing like this place is not all that I thought it was. And this was probably about a year, not even a year working into it. This was probably like nine months of me working there. I started to like notice this stuff, but I still was like the lapdog of the sister that was working in the salon. I really admired her, and I wanted to be like her. She was beautiful and effortless, and she was like a boss babe, you know? Um, Even though, again, it was like a lot of it was a facade. A lot of it was, a lot of their successes were handed to them, and I'm not here to shit on anybody's, like, successes. They have a business. Like, that is a successful thing, but it wasn't like a ground-starting. Like, they didn't start it themselves kind of business. Like, they had a lot of help in starting it, and not that that's not still something to be admired, but it is a little bit different than... Somebody going out on their own, not to toot my own horn, but I'm a toot that shit, toot toot, like myself, who didn't take a dime from her parents, who didn't take anything, who took her own drive and took whatever savings she had and started something on her own without any handout, um, is very different than somebody who was assisted. And that's just like on 100. Again, I'm like, I'm not shitting on them. Like they have a business. Okay, cool. But it's not the same as somebody who literally didn't take a hand out you know and if that makes me a bitch so be it that's fine so anyways as I was saying I became like this like little lap dog for her like whatever she wanted I would do and you know after about a year and a half of working there I hadn't been given a raise or anything like the other like assistants were getting hired and they were getting paid more than me like they were getting started at higher than me and I just felt kind of disrespected so I finally was like I'm gonna go put my foot down and just like have a meeting terrified because like this is like I view this woman as God and I'm like okay I'm gonna go ask her for more money so I asked her to have a meeting and we have this meeting and I tell her like what I want. I think I was getting paid like $11. I asked for $13. Um, I was getting paid cash for a really long time too. I don't know if at the time that I asked for the raise, it was cash, but you know, I I asked her for a raise and I felt like it was deserving. The amount of work that I was doing, I was always like ready to stay late or come in early. Like no matter what they needed, I was down and they knew that, you know, like there was, and I don't know, it's just like, if you have an employee that is so down for this, I mean, we had assistants coming in and quitting left and right. I was there. I was so committed. And she would always have me in on these meetings with other managers, but never gave me a management title. Like why am I here with the other managers, but you don't want to make me a manager or you don't want to give me any kind of recognition for this amazing job that I seem to be doing, but you don't want to pay me for. So I went and I had a meeting with her and I just told her what I wanted. And she was like, I can't do that for you. Immediately, like literally looked at me dead in the eye and was like, "I can't do that for you," and I was like, "Okay, I'm like thanks, thanks for your time, I'm gonna go." So I left and <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cool." And then I think like a day later, I'm home and I get a phone call from her and she's like, "Hi, so." you know, I do want to give you a promotion after like our meeting. Like I did think about what you were saying. I do want to give you a promotion. I want to promote you to manager of assistants. I want you to train the new assistants that come in, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, amazing. She's like, yeah. So I'm going to raise you $1. And I'm like, okay, like in the moment, overjoyed. In the moment, I was like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, thank you, God. Thank you for like recognizing me. And this is just like such an amazing opportunity. Of course, I'll take it. So I took it and then I hung up the phone and I really sat there and I was like, I was given a promotion and a $1 raise. And all I asked for was a $2 raise. Like, you could have afforded to give me a $2 raise, just go return the Jimmy Choo's you're wearing and give me the $2 raise, like, I just don't understand what's the issue with that, but nonetheless, like, that was kind of just on the back burner, I didn't really, like, think about it too much, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to, I don't know, see see the truth, see that they just really, like, first of all, didn't know what they were doing in terms of respecting their employees, and secondly, that they weren't the loving, generous people that I had seen them to be in my head. Um, Which brings me to this time that this happened twice. The first Christmas that I was there, and of course I took this to heart because the presents that all the staff received was from the owner's mother. She bought everybody like a necklace that year. And everyone's talking about, oh, look at this necklace I got, da da da. All these, even like the new assistants that got hired after me, oh, look at this necklace that I got. And One of the owners was like, oh, where's yours? And I was like, I didn't get one. And she's like, no, oh my gosh, she must've forgot. Like, okay, still, out. like you guys literally bought something for every single person in here and you forgot me. And again, it just goes into like, high school and childhood trauma of just being like left out of things and I just always felt like I was overlooked or I was always the try hard that never quite got in with the in crowd so to not get a present in front of all my coworkers was just kind of again like a stab to the heart but no big deal and okay like it could have gone excused and then what was worse was that she was like okay don't worry like we're totally gonna get you one and never did And then the following Christmas, I shit you not, the same thing happened. Like, everyone's getting their presents. And once again, I was left out. And it was like, what the fuck? So I actually, they ended up giving me something. I think they gave me, like, a bracelet or a keychain. But everybody else got, like, pretty expensive, cute jewelry and stuff. And I was just given something that was probably bought at, like, TJ Maxx. And it's not about what you're getting, of course. But it just sends a signal, like, of i just felt completely, like, not valued. I just felt like you guys are take, 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 and you don't even want to, like, recognize me for any of the stuff that you are taking. I am literally here sweating for you guys and telling you repeatedly, like, I'm going to take your business to the top. I'm going to help run this. Like, ask any of the coworkers there that wouldn't lie, and they will tell you that I... They'll tell you my position at that place. Like you would have thought that I owned that place. I had clients tell me that they thought that I was a part owner in that place because of the way that I acted and I was like 19 and 20. 20 I I stayed at that job until I was 21. So like no. Obviously, like if clients think that I'm an owner here at that age, I'm obviously doing a phenomenal job and y'all just are trying to Keep me low is what it felt like. It just felt like they didn't want me to see the potential that I had, even though they were seeing it and everybody else was seeing it. But they were just kind of trying to keep the shade over me to be like, no, but you just stay here. You know, you just stay back here for now. And I honestly think that they did that because they were scared to lose me. Um, but that's just not right. Like, me going into my own business and potentially having employees I would never treat them this way Um, and I wholeheartedly like (laughs) I would never I would never 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 I actually hired somebody and I told her and this isn't any like disrespect but I told her straight up like I do not need you but I want you to know that I want you I want you to know that there is value in you and I want you to feel that so if at any time you feel like you're not being valued, I want you to feel 100% comfortable with coming to me and letting me know why that is so that way I can correct it because that's the way that it should be. I'm not trying to get rich off of somebody else. If I'm being honest, the reason that I want to expand my business is because I want to give cosmetologists a safe work environment. Of course, it's going to be necessary to make more money for the business to grow. So I am going to have to, I'm not like Hey, come on in. It's a charity, you know? But the point is that I'm gonna be working there too, and I'm gonna be able to make enough for rent. Like, you don't worry. I'm gonna do what I need to do. I'm gonna hustle and I'm gonna drive and make sure that I get everything done to be able to have this place. But I want you to know that you are wanted here. And that's just what I did not feel in the space that I was in. I felt like I was not valued um, only for like a little piece of me, you know? And it was a really shitty feeling. So all of this is going on, and, you know, the thing with the payroll was a real pain in the ass, dude. I went, I think, two weeks, the longest time without getting paid. We missed one paycheck, and the following week, we didn't get that paycheck again, and it was like, dude, I'm waiting two weeks for my paycheck. This is insane. And it it would be one thing if it happened one time. Still inexcusable. You cannot pay people late, but more than once is, like, ridiculous. I can't even tell you how many times it's happened. I cannot. Um, It was just, like seeing the cracks through all of this gold and and shiny stuff and then their mom that would come in and act like she was like the queen of the salon and barely want to make conversation with people shading me by not getting me presents I guess let me paint you the picture of her because she's listen she's somebody's mother I'm not disrespecting her but I just need to paint this image for y'all Picture, like, a very rich-looking woman, whatever that looks like to you. She would come to the salon. I think she would get driven in, like, an escalator, some big car. And some guy who would drive her around would come and open the door for her and like let her out like she was princess diana and she'd walk into the salon sometimes she was just wearing a robe or some chinchilla and slippers sunglasses and just kind of be like okay like who's doing my hair as if like listen like we are not your private stylists we are actually all with clients that are paying us right now and the owners would come and find whoever was not doing anything, like maybe taking a break because no one was not ever doing something. There was laundry to be done. There was all these things to be done. They would come find. It's like, Hey, can you wash my mom's hair and give her a blowout? Like I'm literally on my lunch break right now, but sure. I will inhale this in three seconds and do all of that in the middle of doing other stuff. Not to mention mom never tipped and we weren't getting paid a service, like for the service. So it was just like our hourly rate was now being thrown into being her personal stylist, which I just feel like is ridiculous. And I'm not going to not say that that is. I would, again, never ask that of my employees. If my mom came in for a service and one of my employees had to do that service, that employee is going to get compensated for that service. I'm not saying charge your mom, but I'm saying that should come out of the salon's pay if mom is coming in and expecting a spa day, especially on on a day that we're really busy. She would come in on damn Saturdays. Like, "Girl, I'm in like I've got two arms and I'm doing a task for eight people, plus you want me to wash your hair, but I'm annoying, right? But like you don't like me. So why do you even want me to touch you right now?" So slowly I was just starting to really see like these people are not what I want to be like. Like I was obsessed with them at first. They were really pretty and they painted a really nice picture. But the more and more that I saw, the less and less I resonated with. Um, They're still, like, really nice people. Like, you know, like, on the surface, they are nice people. I'm sure in personal lives, great people. Business owners, I don't think that's where they belong. I really don't. Um, And I think that their niceness is taken a lot her, like, I don't know. Like, it's very intimidating. Like, these, the way that they, I'm using quotes, the way that they love you is, almost intimidating. It's kind of like you feel like you have to be loyal to them because they show you such niceness but in all the wrong ways. Like, show me consistency as a business owner. Show me consistency in the fact that you're going to pay me on time. Show me consistency. I burped again. <laughs> show me consistency with the fact that like when your mom comes in, I'm going to get tipped at least. Like, show me some consistency in the avenues that affect my actual like lifestyle. Don't show consistencies with like buying me pizza on Fridays. Like dope I don't need that like give me the money I will go buy myself pizza I don't need that I'm not at work to play I'm at work because I need to make money and hopefully learn something because I was working in a salon I didn't learn anything there if I did learn something it was because a stylist I had pulled a stylist aside and I've been like can I watch what you're doing we would have classes you know they would have classes there don't get me wrong. Like, that was all good and fun and, you know, there was an effort. But again, it was just inconsistent. Like, make sure that there's a class monthly. Like, just reinvest into your business. Invest in it. Like, don't make these promises that you can't keep. If you're going to give us education, be consistent with that. Um, I don't know. And I don't want me to sound ungrateful or anything. This place wasn't hell to work at at all. But just... I really thought the world of these people who I slowly realized they didn't, not only did they not really know me, they weren't willing to get to know me and they didn't appreciate me in the way that they pretended to. I'll never forget this one day that their mom was in and me and one of the other assistants who I'm still friends with to this day. So if you're listening to this podcast, girl, you know what I'm talking about. We were sitting in the hallway folding towels. It was a super busy day. The mom walks through like elbows, that looking like T-Rex arms, right? Cause she's like so rich. So she's like walking through and she's like, um, the dog peed in the office and someone needs to go clean that up. I'm sorry. Your dog shouldn't even be in the office. Shouldn't be in the salon. It's not like a seeing eye dog and it's not an emotional support dog. It's just your purse dog. So cute, but I'm not cleaning up it's pee like why don't you go clean up the pee like i was just floored at that i'm like i did not go to cosmetology school to clean up a rich person's dog's pee like that's insane to me um and i wasn't going to do it and the girl i was with was like i ain't going to do it and i was like they're going to be like bitching if we don't do it though so i just went in there i took a paper towel i threw it on the ground i didn't wipe it up i just threw it i'm like i'm leaving that there because that's ridiculous don't don't ask me to clean your dog's pee and your dog shouldn't even be here When things really started to like hit the fan um, was when they hired a manager that was like out out of the salon. They didn't up anybody and there were people in the salon who wanted that position and they decided to hire somebody else probably because they didn't want to pay the people that were in the salon more. They wanted to keep them on commission, but that's not my story to tell because I was barely a stylist when I was working there. Yeah, shampoo girl for almost three years. Where have you heard that before? Probably in every assistant salon scenario it's disgusting the way that they rob us but they hired this other chick um and she was sweet and she was nice but again like just like what did she have that any of the rest of us didn't why would you outsource this and um that's when things really started to like get through because this girl would gossip a lot so it was like that's not the best quality to have as a manager but I would find out like so much was going on behind the scenes because I mean I'm already sitting in on a lot of these meetings but then it would go the extra mile I was finding out that these people were like paying for a lot of um the employees lifestyles buying apartments and cars and paying for grocery bills and that's this is what I mean when I'm saying like showing love in a manipulative kind of a way where it's like, I do care about you. Look, I bought you a car. I got you a place to live. I got you your groceries. Don't quit. You know what I mean? Instead of like upping their prices that they're making, or I'm sorry, upping their salary or giving them a damn contract, which is something that the stylist had asked for for years that they never received. Um, you're you're going about it in all the wrong ways and you're trying to make it seem like you guys are this like these generous people. But again, it's like, but you're doing it because you're hoping to gain something in return. You're not doing it out of the goodness of your heart. If you're going to do it that way, then just make your business make more money, you know, up the prices, up the commission, boom, everybody's winning, including you. But when you're doing it in a way that keeps people tied to you, where somebody, your employees are coming to you telling you, I can't afford my groceries. And you're saying like, well, I got that. Don't worry about it. Like, but reflect that in the way that they're getting paid because you got that this time but what about next time like it's not just this week that I can't afford my groceries girl it's every week and I'd rather you pay me than buy my groceries you get what I'm saying like it just became very manipulative they bought me a pair of shoes one time when I feel like they knew I was like starting to feel like oh, I need to get out of here and you know what they say you buy a pair of shoes for somebody they're gonna walk out your life and that I did that I did So let's fast forward a bit. So you guys basically, you're hearing what I'm saying about this place. It was like the place where dreams went to die. No, I'm kidding. But like seriously though, um, I had told them and they had talked to me about, you know, being a potential owner for their franchise. because they wanted to franchise the salon. Okay. Amazing. Like literally Megan going independent was not even like a thought. I thought I was going to be working for these people my entire life. I was like 19 years old when I got hired. I'm like, I'm going to be one of the first owners for the franchises. Like I'm here, I'm putting my blood, sweat and tears into this, this business. And, um, you know, I, I really like was driving for it, but they started to notice that I started to notice what was going on right and a couple of other people were noticing too clients were noticing because there was a lot of gossip going on at the front desk and one of the uh, one of the girls ended up quitting. She had to give her 2 weeks notice. She was over and this was one of the stylists that was a big chunk of what was what the business was profiting off of. So, she had gone to pick up lunch one day. I was like, "Can I go with you?" So, I went for a walk with her and I was like, "You got to talk to me. Like, why are you leaving?" And and like, "How can I leave too?" Like, I got to be honest with you. Like, this is not feeling right. And she said everything that I was feeling as well. She's like, "I don't feel that they care about me. I don't think they want me to succeed. I don't think that they want me to to get to the next level, it just kind of feels like they're, they're keeping a a ceiling over me and not being very supportive of the potential expansion. You know, like if somebody wants to leave uh, their job, like, of course that sucks for the business owner, but these people are not chained to the business. You know, you have to, as a business owner and somebody who employs these people, you have to be supportive of your employees or why did you hire them? I'm I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's, Maybe I'm, like, living in dreamland, and, like, that's just not the way business works, but that's the way I'm going to run my business, Business, and if it doesn't work out, then I guess I'll shoot myself in the foot then, but I ain't worried because that shit going to work out, so I think y'all are doing it messed up because y'all are the ones that be losing stylists and assistants left and right, and I don't, I just don't foresee that happening with my business, but I digress. So she decided she was going to quit. And when I found that out, girl, I was like, oh, God, if she leaves because she was like another she was one of the stylists that I looked up to who I don't really have a relationship with now. There's not a beef or anything, but we just kind of like don't have a relationship. But she was somebody that I really looked up to. And I was like, if she's leaving, there's nobody here that's going to teach me. The other two stylists that I have professional relationships with were so busy They didn't have the time to sit with me and teach me anything. So who was going to sit with me and and help me learn? Nobody. At that time, I was also getting into lash extensions and I kind of sucked at it and I wanted to devote more time to it. So I started looking for jobs at a lash boutique because I'm like, if I eat, sleep and breathe lashes, there's no way I'm not going to get good at it. And like this hair thing, like I love doing hair, mostly color, but if I'm doing it's not working. Like at least not in this space. I'm not getting any clientele because there's not really any clientele to give. Every chair is taken plus more because like nobody really had a station. They would make people like jump all over the place because people were leaving left and right. So it's very hard to work as a stylist at a desk that's like, okay I need like literally guys like they would overbook the place so much we were doing blowouts in pedicure and manicure stations like these people are paying a pretty penny for this stuff you cannot give them this type of service where it just looks so sloppy and messy and it's all just for the dollar and like no 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 no. you guys need to run this shit better it was looking very messy so I was like I need to get out of here because this is not really like this ain't looking right so that girl had quit and I think like During her two weeks notice, one of the owners was just like, the one who worked in the salon was like ignoring her. Like I remember the girl coming to me and telling me like, she's not talking to me. Like she hasn't said anything to me. And I'm like, that's just so disgusting. Like relax, like bully mentality, Regina George mentality. Like why are you so mad that she's going to go do something to better herself? Get over it, honestly. Like just hire somebody else or get your ass into work and just try to make up for that money. Like just figure it out. But don't bully somebody. And I know she was bullying her because she called me and the then outsourced manager into a room to talk about her. She's like, okay, we really need to talk about this. She pretends like we're talking for like two minutes about the salon. And then out of nowhere, she brings up the stylist. She's like, can you believe that she's leaving us? Like, I can't believe that. It's just so, like, it's such a break in loyalty. I can't even look at her. And she's like, talking all this smack. Like, where is she even going to go? Where does she think she's going to go with that? I mean, like, honestly, like, we have the clientele here for her. Like, and I was just sitting there so uncomfortable. And the outsource manager was just kind of like listening and nodding along. Like, I'm sure she just. Agreed too but she just was like intimidated but at that point I was over it and I said out loud I was like I really don't feel comfortable like talking about this because she's like right outside and the owner was like oh no no no! I know I'm, I'm just saying like I'm just I'm so hurt by this like trying to flip it like no girl you are talking shit about a girl who is sitting right outside this room and then you're not talking to her like you are the business owner you need to pick up your pants and get over it and stop talking to an assistant or the manager to the assistant, I feel like this is, like, in the office one, Dwight Schrute is, like, assistant to the regional manager, I'm assistant manager, no, I'm assistant to the regional manager, like, that's what my fucking title felt like, and my one dollar raise, um, so, yeah, I was just, like, this is really, like, inappropriate, I don't think we should be doing this, and also, like, in my head, I'm also, like, and I'm about to quit, too, like, I know y'all bitches gonna be in here talking about me in, like, a week, because, I just couldn't do it anymore so I during that time I ended up going and I got a interview somewhere um at a lash studio and they hired me on the spot because you know your girl like aces these things and I got hired on the spot which is not true actually because the first lash studio I went to They were like, "Mm, sorry, you're not good. I was like, I know you're right. I'm not. (laughs) But the second place was like a startup. So they needed as many people as they could get. Plus they were providing training. So they're like, we're not really worried that you're not fast. Like we'll we'll work, we'll work you out. I'm like, okay, cool. So I got hired on the spot, but the the catch was that they needed me to start like Monday. So this interview was like on Thursday and they needed me to start on Monday. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not even going to be able to give two weeks notice to this place. But it's like, you know what? I got to do what I got to do for me because y'all have been doing what y'all had to do for y'all. And now it's time for me to take like my life into, into consideration. Plus, like, I don't need your reference because I just got another job. And listen, like, don't shame references. Like you should have good references, but if it stands in the way if a two weeks notice stands in the way of you starting a new career or starting to better yourself then fuck that reference like the time was not lost you learned something you gained experience you gained some skills and if they're not gonna like say something good about you to another employer all right fuck it like I will speak for myself then um that's just my quick advice for y'all take it or leave it so I had to then go in on Friday, which was like the next day and quit. So I, no, I'm sorry. This interior, I think was like on Tuesday and I needed to start the next Monday. So on Tuesday night I messaged the owner and I was like, Hey, are you going to be in the salon? I really need to talk to you. Hi, I'm not going to be in until, like, Thursday or Friday. What's up? How are you not going to be in your business until Thursday or Friday and it's Tuesday? Like, what are you doing? Like, that was the other thing. Like, towards the end of my time there, they just started showing – I mean, one of the sisters was completely out. She was dealing with some medical stuff, so I can't even, like, shame her for that. But, I mean, even when she was good, she was barely there. And the owner who was there started to slowly come out. Even in a work meeting was like, I really want to, like – take take a step out of the business and focus on dancing, what are you talking about? Like, this is not, this business is not running on its own. Like, you have had the business now since I started working there, I think, like, three years. Um, and it's not a well-oiled machine yet. So for you to be like, I think it's time that I take a step out and focus on my dancing. It's like, how did you even get there? How did you get to the place where you think that this business that is doing blowouts in manicure chairs where we've got people waiting to get shampooed because there's not enough sinks for the amount of overflow that's going on literal people's hair is processing and getting burnt because we're waiting to rinse it being like oh can you get out of the sink real quick putting someone there and then switching them back it was just like disgusting it was like you think you can take a step out and go dance like what are you talking about so all of that just was like Okay, I had to pause because I went on a tangent and I lost my train of thought getting back to it because now this podcast is being way too damn long. So we're almost done, I promise. So, um... Yeah, so that was when I was, like, letting her know, like, I need to talk to you. And she's, like, I'm not going to be in the business for, like, ever. And I'm, like, okay, well, like, I really need to talk to you. So she was, like, okay, I'll come in on Thursday, I guess it was. Yeah, yeah, it was a Thursday. She's, like, I'll be there Thursday. And I'm, like, okay, cool. Like, I was off on Thursday, but I came in to talk to her. So I come into the office. And I wanted to speak to her and the other sister, but the other sister wasn't available. Or she, no, she was. The other sister said she would be there. She ended up not getting there till like, an hour after our meeting. Didn't even text us or anything. It's just, like, where is the professionalism? So me and the the sister that always is there, or whatever I'm using quotes, you know, the one who worked there... Um, we're in this meeting and we're talking and I'm letting her know. Um, and like, I I thought I was going to cry, you guys. And I didn't. Like, there was no tears coming out of me. She started welling up when I started telling her, like, I have to take this opportunity. Like, I'm sorry to go and whatever. And she started welling up. And I'm like, and now I'm just thinking like, were those fake? Because I don't even feel like you really meant that. And whatever. So I let her know that I'm like quitting and that I have to start Monday. So Saturday will be my last day here. I want to finish out my clientele and all of that. And, um, she, you know, is like, okay, well, I, you know, if, if it doesn't work out, you know, we'll still be here for you, which I guess is nice. But like, why would you say it's not going to work out? Why are you trying to plant a seed of doubt in my head? Like, this is exciting. Hug me, congratulate me. And then tell me like, we'll, we'll be here if you ever need anything. Leave it at that. No, you got to like, kind of like finagle it to make it sound like, like I'm going to fail. Right. So, and I'm not reading into this. I hope I don't come off like, Megan, you're reading way too much into all of this. Like, I worked there for almost three years. I know these people, okay? I'm not reading into anything. So, as I'm leaving, I'm getting ready to leave the meeting and, like, she's wiping her tears. She goes, I guess I'll tell you this now. So, you know, we'll call her Bailey. They're like, you know, um, I'm going to fire Bailey. And I'm like what? Like Bailey was one of my, that was my girl. Like, and everyone in the salon knew that. So I don't know why you felt like you needed to tell me she's acting like she didn't know we were friends or something. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'm actually like, and like, also I'm quitting. You just lost a stylist. Is now the time to fire another assistant? Like, does that make any sense? And she was like, yeah. So I just like, you know, I've seen like her performance over the last few months, like not really be, you know, what I wanted it to be, which again, like, Did you ever talk to her? Did you ever say words of encouragement, Try to figure out what's going on with her? Or did you just expect her to come in and perform like a little monkey and then clean up the dog pee whenever it happened? I just, there was no support given for you to have these judgments on her without even like going to her and saying like, let's work on this. You're just completely quitting on your employee, which is just sick. So... She's telling me that and immediately I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, like, what are you telling me this for? And now, like, I feel, like, conflicted because am I going to tell Bailey or am I going to keep this between you and I? She never said to keep it between she and I. Had she, I wouldn't have given a shit, but she didn't say, like, keep this between you and me. You know, she was just spewing out her stuff, I guess, because I was quitting and she's like, well, now I can tell you. Like, now you can tell me what? So I walk out of that salon and at that point, me and Bailey had, I don't even think we had hung out outside of the salon yet, but we were just tight. We were texting a lot and always like together in the salon and that was just my girl. Um, So I walked out of that salon feeling very conflicted because I still didn't have the hindsight on the place that I do now. I was irritated with the owners and I was irritated with the whole establishment, but I hadn't, she hadn't lost her grip on me. I still felt kind of like in debt to her if that makes sense so I didn't want to completely like I'm like if I tell Bailey about this then I'm gonna be like I know that this is gonna cause a drama between she and I but I'm like but if Bailey finds out that I knew and I didn't tell her I'm gonna lose a friend and I'm like sitting there and I'm like I don't care if my relationship with this owner goes on because I think that I've gotten all I can get from her and vice versa I don't think we're gonna be friends after this even if we're like oh yeah okay cool like when I see you like we'll hug but Bailey, I saw us being friends and and I cared about her, you know. So I got in my car and I called her and I was like, "Hey, I don't know how to tell you this, but they're planning on firing you tomorrow." And she was like, "What?" I'm already planning on quitting and they're trying to beat me to it like absolutely not you know and I'm like oh my god she's like Megan what should I do how should I go about this I'm like honestly you should just write an exit letter like go in there and drop it off who cares like because what they were gonna do was make her work the whole day work her ass off and then be like you're just not performing up to what we want like clearly like you just made me work the whole day but okay I'm not performing. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm burping so much. I really don't burp a lot. But yeah, so she's like, ew, I'm so embarrassed." She's like, "Yeah, okay, I'm going to write this letter. Like, I think that that's the way to go." So, she types up a letter. It's a beautiful letter. It's not like too personal, you know. We're not bashing people. She's just saying like, "I think my time here is done and I'm going to take my stuff myself out of it." Um, so she goes in, and she goes to, she goes in the next day to, for her shift, but instead she drops off that letter to the outsourced manager, and the owners aren't there, because duh, and, um, the manager, like, this is how, like, catty this girl was, like, okay, she's like, can I read it, like, why, this is not for you, like, no, you can't read it, but Bailey was like, yeah, I don't care, like, read it, whatever, but just, like, why are y'all so gossipy, like, can we not, like gossip about each other in here no obviously not whatever so she walks out by the way i drove her to drop this letter off so i'm in the car i'm in the parking lot i dropped her off she comes back to my car she's like okay i gave it to her and i was like oh my god was the owner there and she's like no i'm like oh yeah duh so we i'm like let's go get something to eat or something i don't know where we ended up going but we're driving and um i'm driving maybe like maybe like 30 minutes later you'd think bailey would get a phone call from the owners I get a phone call from the owner and she's, I answer it. I'm like, yo, I'm like the owner is calling me right now. Like, and I'm like, yo, she's about to ring my ear because she knows that I told you obviously because you quit. Like Bailey didn't say that I told her anything in the letter, but of course, like you was going to get fired today and then you quit today, of course. So she, um, I, I answer the phone. I'm like, hello. And she's like, she's on like the car phone too. So like Bailey's hearing this whole thing. And she's like, um yeah so I'm just like a little confused not even a hello she's like I'm a little confused because I don't know why you told Bailey that we were gonna fire her and I'm like I just felt like it was a really tough situation that you put me in because she and I are are really good friends and she's like oh you're really good friends and I'm like yeah she's like really you guys are really good friends I didn't know that I had no idea that you guys were really good friends and I'm like the fuck does that matter like I didn't say anything I was pretty quiet on the phone I just didn't know what to say like why are you calling me why are you not calling Bailey and again like congratulating her or being like I'm sorry that you felt that you couldn't even talk to us like take some accountability your employee didn't even feel comfortable to go and quit like she needed to just drop off a letter to a manager because she didn't know how to say the words to you like take note of that that people do not feel comfortable talking to you so she's on the phone and she's like talking to me she's like I'm just like really like I I thought you know like I could trust you and I'm like but and I did say I was like but why would you tell me if you didn't want anyone to know like if that was just something I feel like that was not professional of you then she's like oh it wasn't professional of me I'm like okay like you're just repeating everything that I'm saying so I'm just gonna shut up because I don't even feel like you're listening to me you're just playing Simon Says and she's like honestly like the personal relationship is over like and I'm just quiet. I'm just like, okay. She's like, okay. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> like, And I hung up. Like, oh my God. I just felt like, was that a seed? Did you plant that seed? So that way I you could test the waters to see if I would go and spill this tea to Bailey and see if she was going to get, like, find out if, like, oh, we can trust Megan or we can't trust Megan. Like, what is that? And then, like, the three years of loyalty that I gave you guys just goes up in flames because I told somebody I did the right thing. By God, I did the right thing because how dirty is that? That would have been Satan at work had I not told her that you guys were planning on firing her, like, in a really shitty way. That's just not the way you do it. If she had stolen from the business, if she had, like, cursed y'all out, like okay maybe like yeah like disrespect her but she didn't do anything except go in there and maybe be annoying you know like you guys are just so judgmental of people so um fast forward and we're almost done I promise I promise I know I'm almost into an hour of this I hope you've enjoyed fast forward I decide like a bitch needs her eyebrows done really bad and the girl there was like my queen so I was like okay I need to get my eyebrows done um okay actually there's something else but I'm gonna save that because I'm already on this eyebrow thing so I go in to get my eyebrows done and the rooms are taken so um the girl's like doing me she's like oh yeah so how are you I'm like yeah I'm good thanks for asking like little did I know that would be the last time I ever heard from this girl because everybody in that salon just completely like forgot I existed that's why they're all blocked I don't talk to anybody because y'all don't need to see what I'm up to if you didn't even have the care to call me or ask me hey like How's everything going after you, like, quit and, like, all this drama went down with the owner? All right. Not friends. I get it. It's cool. I'm obviously still hurt. It's okay. Um, so as I'm getting my eyebrows done, obviously my eyes are closed, and I hear the owner walk to the front because I know how she walks, and I hear her say, like, oh, hi to the girl doing my eyebrows, and I don't think she noticed it was me, but I heard her walk all the way up to the front where the computer is. I'm almost positive she checked to see if my name was in the book, realized that that was me in the chair, walks to the back. I hear the phone ring at the front, and then... I'm done with my eyebrows, and I walk to the front, and the receptionist goes, um, the owner said that I can't book you for services anymore. And I'm like, okay, like, whatever, all right. So I guess I'm blacklisted from the salon, so I leave, um, or maybe, no, I left. Yeah, I was out of there. I was like, okay, fine, like, whatever, I don't really care. Um, and this thing with the receptionist, too, was very weird because the owner had told the receptionist that I was talking crap about her After like the whole quitting thing happened like I got a text like a day later from the receptionist this long text that was like I thought we were friends and like blah 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 being so accusatory of me didn't even like if we were friends wouldn't you reach out to your friend and ask her like hey did you say this stuff because the owner came to me crazy that's what I would have done but she came at me like "Um, honestly like I don't want to talk to you ever again blah 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 and I wrote back to her and I was like honestly like I don't even know what you're talking about I never said anything about you like she's completely lying Um, but I guess, like, that goes to show just how much, like, you know me, and maybe, like, a couple hours later, she sends me another text, and she's, like, I talked to her, she cleared it up, like, she, like, was misinformed, and nothing that she said was true, like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean anything, and I was, like, yeah, like, honestly, like, I thought we were friends, like, it's fine, I, like, forgave her, but then, like, after I quit, she just went ghost on me. Like, it was quiet. So I'm like, why am I going to stay with a relationship with this person who was so easily swayed to think that I'm some fake ass that would talk about her? Like, no, I got to be done with this place. I got to be done. Y'all are toxic. I'm over it. So that was it. I left the place and that is all she wrote. I blocked pretty much everybody except for the people that I had mentioned previously who I still am in communications with plus Bailey who is my homegirl and And yeah, that is the story of how I started at my dream job and it quickly turned into a nightmare and I got myself out of it. I woke up. So I say this because I hope that if anybody is listening to this, who's been in in a situation where they worked at a salon that was toxic, because a lot of them are, a lot of them have owners who are also the stylists who... Are very into chasing the bag, but not really interested in the growth of their employees. And you can do both. You can chase the bag and have the best interests of your employees. And if you're not into that, then be independent. If you're just in there to just like parade around and Jimmy Choose and make lots of money, then you can do that by yourself. But when people's livelihoods are in your hands, I think that's something that needs to be taken very seriously. I know that I'm gonna be taking it very seriously. And to not pay people on time, Or to discard people so easily because they're annoying or because they're not performing to where you want them to even though you've never told them. Like, not even, like, an employee handbook. I mean, I got an employee handbook, but I don't think she did. I don't think Bailey got one because that was the old manager that was, like, enforcing that kind of stuff. Um, It's just... You know, I don't want people to be discouraged because this industry is changing. Um, I'm changing it. And so many other cosmetologists who are coming into the industry are changing it. We are not going to be greedy. We are not going to be selfish. We want everyone to win. And as I always say, there is always room at my table. I will always pull up a chair for somebody. We're going to make space, period. Even if we just got to, like, lick the chicken wing and pass it because that's all we got to go around. Like, everyone's going to get a lick. It's all good. Because... It really can be disheartening. I remember that I didn't want to. I thought about leaving the industry. I was like, this is ridiculous, especially after that lash place, which I will give you all a story about that one because that one is a much quicker story because I was only there for nine months. But that is hot tea and it's hilarious too. So if y'all want that, let me know. Like, I want to leave me a review and let me know if you want that or DM me or like comment on my Instagram. I need engagement to go up. I just want to be famous. No, I don't. Okay. I'm on coffee right now. I'm very jittery but yeah I just don't want people to feel like just because there were some people that took advantage of you that that means that everyone's going to Um, there are good people in this industry and that want to support and help you and including myself once the new place is open I want to be an environment where I can help teach people how to go independent even if that's my own employees if my employees dream is like Megan, like, I want to work from you and I want to learn from you, but my goal is to go independent one day. Okay, girl, let me show you how. Like, people love me. And like, I love that because now in my own place, I can be myself. So I know that I have a clientele that actually loves me and I love them. So I'm not worried about losing money or clientele because I got an employee. Maybe my clientele will love her too. And they'll want to get serviced by her and go support her when she's independent. But I know that they'll still want to come to me as well. And like, I just can't service every single person in my state. So what is the greediness about? Just let people win. And it's so much more beautiful and rewarding when you let other people win and when you can let people be themselves. And I'm getting emotional because, like, you all don't understand, like, how heartbreaking it can really be to just, like, not be... This is so not what I'm meant to do. But, like, when people don't accept you and when you really try hard to gain their acceptance it's heart-wrenching to be rejected and I'm gonna pause okay I'm back and I calm down so I just anyways I just want people to know that like you can be yourself and you can find a job and an employer or be your own employer and completely be yourself and find people that love you not everyone is going to and that's okay because you don't have to like like everybody either you gotta love everybody because it's all love but you don't need to service every single person there's a ton of people that I don't want to service I don't know if y'all saw that one chick that I posted that was like, I'm not going to stand you up. I'm not going to send the deposit, but please be there at 9 a.m. And I was like, yeah, got you. And I was there at 9 a.m. And she didn't send a deposit. And then she was like, hey, I'm not coming. Like, okay, I don't want you anyways. I'm good on you. So you don't need to service everybody. You just need to find your people. And yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there. Um, I have a lot of cosmetologists and estheticians that reach out to me on instagram um and even if you're not a cosmetologist and you want to reach out and get a cup of coffee and just talk about some struggles that you're dealing with I love speaking to people and encouraging them especially if it's about this industry and like you're kind of like your feet are out of the water is that a saying your feet are not in it completely okay I think you guys know what I'm trying to say but I just really like to encourage people and like be somebody to say like, hey, I did it. You can do it too. And this is how, you know, I'm not gatekeeping success. Let's all be successful. Down with the patriarchy. Okay. Don't not publish me for saying that, Apple. Anyways. Um, yeah, I'll leave it there because we are at an hour and that's cute. So thanks for listening. Please let me know what you thought about this episode. If you thought the tea was hot. And, yeah, just leave some words of encouragement for me down there if you don't mind because I know that a lot of you guys like these episodes, but I don't know how many of you guys like these episodes. So leaving a review helps that. And I hope to see you soon in Belle Beauty Boutique and even sooner in the new suite. Au revoir.